Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Now, we had mm. a number of studio guests, less than we expected, to be well, honest. Well, that happens sometimes. To, just to take you behind the smoke and mirrors for a moment. <laughs> but uh, I think we covered it pretty well. Yes. Um, we were joined by two fine actors, Tom Hopper, who uh, had been mm. in the studio before, as you're, as you're here, and uh, Robert Sheehan, who's done a lot of fine work, a very recognisable face and voice. Of course, I won't remember that when you ask me next Monday. No, that's right. They'll be in Don't Ask Me. Uh, they're in a new series uh, on Netflix, which yes. looks very interesting. So, and they that? love their sport. So well, one of them did. And uh, you'll hear from them. Uh, we had a bit of a chat, as always. Yeah, Covered some ground. Look back on the football last night. Yeah, multitasking I was last night. And uh, staying with the televised football last night, Andy Smart, ball runner and comedy store player, very unhappy with the BBC. So, uh, and you will hear why. And one of us has entered the summer exhibition at the Royal Academy. Yeah, and I'll give you a clue, it isn't me. Um, yeah, more on that. And also, the moose is 50 today. Yes, it's uh, incredible, isn't it? Hard to I believe. thought it was at least 70. <laughs> so, uh, we set him a little quiz. Uh, so, here it all is. to see that in the broadcast awards uh, last night yeah which I think you had a little bit to do with but I, I, I was involved in the yeah. preparation of the um, of the script and some of the clips for Harry Hill who was the host last night myself and Dan Meyer lovely and uh, I, I but artist in residence mm. the one with Tony Pudis and West Brom yeah Ty Sanchez but one and all it's a wonderful program it I hope to show it again so that totally deserved and uh, talking about I've entered I have actually entered the Royal Academy summer exhibition I entered yesterday, I sent them in. cost me money. It's really expensive. <laughs> the wife's insisting. I'm going, these are rubbish. What are you talking about? So how much does it... Tell us how it works. I mean, it's a, it's a it, very it, prestigious thing, the Royal Academy. Well, it's, you get in. Yeah. <laughs> they get about 20,000 submissions, of which they, I think they pick about 4,000. I don't know, I mean, not even as many as that. Um, I have no idea. Now. Okay, so how... The chance of getting in are minimal, and the chance of getting in when you've got no talent is even more. Well, look, i tell you what, there is something about your... From the naive school, but there is something about... <laughs> Your do- so about your doodlings you do. They are, honestly, I, you know, I'm always the first to slaughter you. <laughs> yeah, but true. I think they're really good. They're very inventive and they're really good. And oh, the, the ones you did of animated buildings, they look like 
Yeah. It looked like Pixar might want to get hold of those. I, w- I would have put those in. but yeah. Wouldn't that be funny? You say, basically, you've sat here not listening to me or the guests doodling during the show. <laughs> I try. Then, I do listen. And then, it doesn't put me off. And then Pixar buy them up. <laughs> and then, yeah, you're living in Hollywood <laughs> and you're a chief animator there. It'd be great, wouldn't it? It's, it would be highly unlikely as I can never draw the same two things twice. But you know, it seems it seems unlikely. Anyway, um, and, um, they've appeared on Andy's Instagram and I think now and again on Twitter. So if you want to see his fine doodlings, they're very good. Just Thank you. You have to you have to enrol. You have to sort of log it all. You have to register with them. Then uh, you submit the work. So how much did it cost you? It's, it's thirty five quid an entry. And how many did you put in? In two. I don't know why. <laughs> I couldn't even see. I couldn't even see the ones I was putting in. They weren't even the ones I wanted to. Afterwards, it was oh, a disaster. You didn't, did you put your buildings in, or did you put uh, in? She didn't like the buildings, so she didn't. I didn't put the buildings. So in. which? Like who did you put in? I don't even know. Not actually. famous people or people. No, like no, that? just just general. The two general ones, really. I could have been anything. Right. Is there a prize at the end of it? Can you win it, or is it? You no, just... you, can, you can. They ask you if you want to sell them, so I put a price on them. How much you want for them? Two hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> what each? Each, yeah. Two hundred and fifty yeah. quid. Well, I donate it to charity. I wouldn't get the money. No, okay. Be poor, wouldn't it? Really, but uh, I, I might I'll be your give, agent. I won't give you two pound fifty for them myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, good luck, Andy. Thank keep you very us, much. Do keep us in touch with the whole process. <laughs> Who writes to you next? I think fourteenth of March. They let you get the email saying, "I'm terribly sorry." Yes, yeah, right. Uh, Melvin Bragg turns up tonight in John Benson's film. We're in the studio with Andy Jacobs, and these doodlings have made him a multi-millionaire. Damien Hurst tells us why he's such a fan. Tracy Emin joins in the funk. It'd be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. And then next week, of course, we have the Moose at Fifty. The thing is, so much of art is a. Is well, it a sounds sort of... like Alan Bennett all of a sudden. No idea, we really. So much of art is an illusion because you mentioned Tracy Emin there. She's got a big exhibition in in London, East London. Selfies and... of her, aren't they? But they're ridiculous. They're just basically. She took some selfies of herself suffering from insomnia in the middle of the night. They yeah. are just bog standard well, That's when you selfies. tend to suffer from insomnia, but isn't it? normally a selfie is about, well, it's, what, it's the size of your phone screen, isn't it? Yeah. But what she's done, she's blown them up to massive size. It doesn't make them art. Just by, you know, I could blow my oh, doodles up to 25 metres each and put them on the side of a building. I think subjective, isn't it? I mean, you know, one man's art is another man's. <laughs> I'm not convinced. Anyway, let's move anyway, on let's to the move football, football show. Football, yes, yeah. definitely. And uh, I tried to follow three games last night. I was following Everton online just yeah. sort of like online commentary not pictures but just wanted to keep up with the picture the game on BBC which is, of course the cup game between Brighton and West Brom great game really and uh, and the El Clasico on my phone mm. on 11 sports and yeah. honestly after a driving me so mad. I felt like Jeff Stelling. I couldn't concentrate on any of them, except Jeff can, of course, yeah. but I, I can't. <laughs> and uh, and uh, but then I lost it. And then it, I seemed to, it took me 40 minutes to find El Clasico because I, I just kept getting the Atletico against Betis. I think, yeah. what's going on? Then I worked out my phone. The world clock is three hours behind. So it was telling 11 Sport that I was three hours behind. So it was showing me stuff that was on three hours ago. That's so, weird. I know. So I had to alter my world clock. Then I got that, then I got the game. Can you believe all this? And then you get the game, and no disrespect to eleven sport, but there's no, the commentary is okay, but there's no presentation. It's just a wide shot of the stadium at half time. Mm. So if you if you're a fan of crowd shots, yeah. that's the that's the station for you. Well, I, I'm a big fan of crowd <laughs> yeah, shots. Honestly, I think there may have been a few cutbacks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the commentators were fine, but they did sound like they were about a thousand miles away, which is probably what they were. Really, yeah, to be honest, um, they're just shouting from London in a studio. <laughs> and uh, Jonathan Bond playing. For Albion last night, reminded yeah. me, of course, of the the late great. I loved him. He was one of my favourite players and managers, John Bond. John Bond, yeah, ex West Ham, and surely Torquay's greatest ever player, John Kelly, and our producer. One hundred and thirty games, twelve goals, yeah, from fullback. 
I think it's called penalties, I think. Didn't yeah. And uh, and free kicks and uh, and promotion, promotion, and eventually settled in Torquay and ran a sweet shop called Bondi's Tuck Shop. Sadly, John left us in uh, 19, in 2012. Yeah. A lovely man. You had a, he had a little catchphrase. Oh, I loved his catchphrase. Yeah. Let's face it, he's gone out there and deserved it. He's gone out there and deserved he's it. Gone out there yeah, and yeah, deserved yeah. it. So uh, yeah, so well done to uh, not to him, to Jonathan <laughs> Bond. <laughs> Obviously, I'm talking about there. Sorry. <laughs> well done to him. Um, the producer <laughs> says uh, a, a valued, it's ridiculous, a valued legend of the club, but not necessarily the greatest. All right, who player. was the greatest talkie player? In area, Come on, John. Greatest talkie player of all time. Too many to choose from. I think, <laughs> Come really? On. Pick your all-time. I, I could pick my all-time favourite mm. Chelsea player. So, Rodney who? Jack, he's gone Rodney with. Jack. Okay, yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I I've heard of, heard of him, yeah. That uh, was the uh, first time I ever, ever struck me when we played Torquay once, mm. when I think they were in uh, probably the old Division 4. We played them in a cup competition. And their fans were singing, we're Torquay United, mm. Torquay United. We're by far the greatest team the world <laughs> has ever seen. I'm thinking... Yeah, not sure. Was that 13 2 or something? No, that was crew. That was a lot. I wasn't born. That was 61, mate. (laughs) Okay. No, it wasn't wasn't that long ago. (laughs) Well, anyway. It's the last um, time talking, you were any good. No, well done. Well done to Brighton. They got the result in the end. Uh, Yeah. And uh, Florin Andoni, if I was you, mate, I'd uh, I'd keep your mobile (laughs) off today because you will be getting a call. Definitely getting the letter. It's a bit naughty, that one, eh? Not only should he have gone off, but then he scored the equaliser. It's quite annoying. And, you know, just. This thing, I'm point I made yesterday about VAR. You, you can't, you can't do this. You cannot have no. a competition where you've not got it in every game. No, you're right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You're right. What you said. You said once it comes into the Premier yeah. League, there's no need to have it in the FA Cup. You can't selectively have it at some games, not in others. Because it's and only would have gone the competition. The penalty by Taro Mears. Yeah, the whole game would have been different. It's just you know, it's not good enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. <laughs> My inbox today, I received news from Netflix of a new series coming tomorrow. It's called The Umbrella Academy. Uh, two of the stars of the show have joined us in the studio. Before um, we chat to them, uh, have a listen to a part of the trainer. In October 1989, 43 women around the world gave birth. None of these women had been pregnant when the day first began. How much do you want for it? have adopted six children, gifted with abilities far beyond the ordinary. I give you the Umbrella Academy. I jumped forward and got stuck in the future. Do you know what I found? Absolutely nothing. When's it supposed to happen? In eight days. There we go. Mm. Uh, joining us, a uh, man who's been in this studio before, uh, dressed as a... No, not dressed as a pirate. We, we may have been dressed as pirates that day. We've gone pirate we mad on TalkSport. <laughs> uh, Tom Hopper is with us and making his first visit. Uh, Robert Sheehan, good afternoon, Hello. guys. Hello, gents. Lovely to see you. Um, so we'll, uh, we kind of got a flavour for it there. So yeah. um, tell us, kind of pad that out a little bit. Tell us a bit more about the show. Well, basically, The Umbrella Academy is um, it's come from a graphic novel. Um, by the same name and uh, it was written by a guy called Gerard Way who is the lead singer of a band called My Chemical Romance mm. It was nice to hear his new tune over the back of that yeah. trailer wasn't it? Oh, yeah. he's, he's, done, he's, he's done the music as well obviously. He did, he did that track it's a, it's a Simon and Garfunkel cover in mm. it oh. that he kind of jazzed up and oh, reworked song. What song was that? I couldn't Hazy Shade of Winter Oh okay, oh, okay. Wow yeah, It was very good so, um, um, it, 
it's a very good cast. You've got uh, Ellen Page in there as well, haven't you? From, yeah. Uh, Juno, people would probably know her from that, wouldn't Yeah, they? most people will know her from that, um, amongst a few other things, yeah, and the X-Men movies and stuff. But, yeah, Ellen's excellent. You know, she's uh, she was great weight to have on the show, you know, mm. to have someone of her caliber join the show was, was amazing, and she's incredible in the show as well. And Mary J. Blige, who normally sings, and she acts. She does occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she has been known to knock yeah. out a tune. Known, Did she yeah. keep you yeah. entertained? You know, yeah. we were out for a dinner last night, and a friend of mine came along, and uh, he leaned over to Mary, and he goes, "He's like, so are, are you acting in the show as well?" <laughs> yeah. And I went, "Yeah," and she also sings occasionally. Yeah. Well, that is what you think because you see her name, you think she's a singer. But yeah, yeah. I mean, well, she was Oscar nominated recently for mm. uh, for, for Mudbound, Mudbound. Yeah. Mm. yeah, which was also a Netflix movie. Go Netflix! I do feel for her though because I often <laughs> think it must be she's there. She's at the table. You say your table's ready now, uh, Miss Bilge. She must get called Bilge <laughs> quite a lot. Oh, it's easy yeah. done. They write the name down quickly. God, that's is it, is is it the, Bilge? The Brits butchering the French language. <laughs> <you see? laughs> Not surprising. That's the trouble. Now, say so, Tom, you have been here before. Uh, you you were doing a, a, a pirate series that we were very much behind here on Talksport. <laughs> yeah. We pirated up black sails. We pirated up the whole studio. We had yeah. sort of skulls and all and sorts of cannons. Stuff. Studio yeah. was a, a galleon. Yeah, and booty. Had his leg off. Do you have any booty? <laughs> oh, we had booty. Kind of pirate grotto in here. It was. It was. <laughs> you looked a bit scared when you walked in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you drunk on rum as well? Yeah, yeah. We, well, yeah, they were. That's yeah. normal. That's standard. Yeah. Yeah. It's a talk sport yeah. way, of course. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, how did that series pan out? Was it uh, went well? Yeah, thought? really well. Yeah, mm. it, it was very well received, and we've got a really loyal fan base to that and it's a growing fan base for black sales i still yeah. i get just as many people now coming up and saying oh i've just finished watching it you know um and it, we were all really proud of it because we we put a lot of effort into black sales and uh it was it was a tough show to make it wasn't easy you know it was, yeah. it was very ambitious mm. so yeah yeah it, it did well where did you shoot all of this sir robert somewhere exotic the oh, oh the exotic city of toronto oh, nice. yes indeed yeah. Because of its delightfully inviting tax breaks, I was going to say and that that's the reason, isn't it? People and shoot it, it, it yeah, looks a lot like New York too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And our show is sort of, you know, it's a kind of a meta world in a sense. Actually, Steve Blackman, the showrunner, was talking about skylines in the show. Whenever mm. you see a skyline, they've taken like a skyscraper from Beijing, possibly. Mm or Dubai or something and just sort of dropped it in there so that no skyline in the show looks exactly like any skyline in real life. So, you know, Toronto was kind of jazzed up in the post-production. But um, I think our show is kind of New York, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like it's... Our gilded cage is like somewhere in the upper west side of Manhattan. Yeah. There's a lot of attention to detail. And the thing about Netflix shows and the the production values, Mm. because they've got a lot of money and they've got a lot of subscribers and the model works Mm. for them. They do put a lot into it. Oh, it's mega. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's huge. And it's it's great to be a part of a show like that because, you know, there are so many TV shows out there, but to be a part of one that that has that that caliber and the level of people working on it, you know, we're working with people that are the best in their game. And they put the money to good use, I think. You know, there's a lot of... Mm wastefulness i think with with money in our industry but they develop the scripts for a long time you know they make a lot of time for rehearsal pre-production so that you know we're all playing family members so we we got together a good two weeks before we started filming and we were there day to day 
you know, workshopping and getting stuff wrong. So mm. yeah, they, figuring out how to know, be brothers and sisters. You, you know, know they allocate weeks. the money for, you know. And the fact stuff. that the shows stay there for a long time so people can come to it by word of mouth and hear about it and people can binge watch it and all this sort of thing. You can't really do with terrestrial television. You can do it for a little while. Mm. So things, things oh, it's all changing, Andy. I oh, know. It's, it's, uh, Time's moving on. It's changing But world. it's amazing, yeah. You don't have the epilogue at midnight no, anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> if it was on Netflix, you'd better watch it forever more. Yeah, you could watch <laughs> the epilogue at quarter the, three in the afternoon, <laughs> could The you? evening prayer. Yeah, that's <laughs> <at> the Angelus. <laughs> We probably know you best as from Misfits, would you say, Rob? Would that would that well? Be I it? suppose that's up to you, isn't it? Yeah. You well, know? I suppose. Yeah, but, you know, I, mean, I know you've done other work, but uh, I just I'm trying to. People yeah. are listening. They're thinking. People I know do that know voice. me from that. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and when you came in last time, uh, it was uh, it was an interesting time. You're a Leicester Tigers fan, but Leicester City, of course. Uh, we were talking about Ranieri just having got the job at Literally Leicester. Literally, just yeah, he just got the gig, mm. um, and then within I think that was two, so what it would have been like two thousand what fifteen something like that. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So it was about a year after that that they won. Yeah. Worked out okay. Mm. Didn't it? it worked out all right. Oh, yeah. yeah, very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Robert, you uh, you said that you've not played a lot of sport in recent years, but you did. You did play a bit of Gaelic football back in the day. I did, I did for Port Leash, Port Leash FC. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Dynamo Port Leash. <laughs> Were you yeah. any good? I was all right. Yeah, I was all right. But then I stopped making the team because I was too small. Okay. I think because I was a bit of a late bloomer. So we got mixed in with the older lads who were all big and hairy and pubescent. <laughs> and I stopped making the team and got bored and oh. drifted off. What about, Started acting instead. What about yeah. the hurling? Did you ever give that a go? Did you? No, uh, no, no. But you know, it's funny, regionally speaking, Ireland, mm. uh, you know, the sp- different sports are more popular in different parts of the mm. country. And oddly enough, Leash doesn't... I mean, I'm probably going to get crucified for saying this, but it's not as popular a sport as Gaelic football. But right. he, but next door in Kilkenny, uh, hurling is the sport. You know, they're like the Brazil of hurling. Oh, OK. Oh, so yes, um, it's just funny. County to county, it kind of changes in mm. priority. Mm. Uh, Tom, you, you, you still play. I suppose you have to be careful work-wise. You can't turn up in one <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. <coughs> yeah, you can't yeah. do sport if you're acting, can you? I yeah, I mean, I, I finished playing rugby in my early 20s because mm. for exactly that reason, you know, I, I remember speaking to my agent at the time and him being like, do you want to play rugby or do you want to be an actor? Because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're not going to go hand in hand. Yeah. So I kind of made the decision then to to not play anymore. But the thing is, I'm, what I miss about playing sport competitively is, is not just the sport itself, it's the camaraderie, it's the mm. team element, you know, goofing around with the lads and it's the trips <laughs> to the games and things like that. Yeah. But what's what's great about our job, and especially when we're on ensemble shows like this, is you get a similar mentality, you get that group mentality. Mm. Um, and, you know, you can you can claw a bit of that that sort of stuff back. Yeah, what yeah. about staying, sorry, what about staying in shape when you're on a long production like this? Do you get time to work out and... You, you. I think you have to make time. You know, uh, you're not certainly not given it. It's usually very busy schedules. Like, I mean, we we found time yeah. whenever we had it, and we would work out together. Me and, me and one or two of the cast members would would sort of bandwagon on Tom Hopper's fitness routine, yeah. <laughs> and then couldn't couldn't walk for three days. <laughs> so it's, it's the, 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 there's a kind of self-contained ten shows, isn't it? In the so it's ten episodes, ten yeah. episodes, yeah. And then I mean, it's, it, there's kind of more room in the story. It's not. It's not a kind of oh, story yeah. that resolves itself. You could do another series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's so you can go anywhere. This thing really. Oh, um, there's a big time travel element to the show, um, so there's also that to look at. And also, 
really we are literally mm. it's the tip of the iceberg mm. for these characters of what we learn about them in the first season mm. yeah, and yeah, I yeah. really feel you're left wanting to know more mm. and how things are going to develop between them okay so it starts on the 15th that's not it that's yeah. right it starts yeah. on the 15th so um, come on sorry I did say yeah, coming on Friday I thought it was tomorrow but it's coming on Friday the 15th that's what Netflix were telling me I should have read it properly <laughs> so you can watch uh, the show from the 15th. So, guys, we wish you well. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Gary Lineker has claimed that England would have won the 1986 World Cup if video technology had been around at the time, because VAR yeah. would have, you know, a handball, handball, Maradona's hand had gone. But on the same basis, we wouldn't have won it in 1966, would we? Well, I, I don't know. Did it cross the line, Andy? <laughs> should we think. should we open that can of worms? <laughs> I don't think you did. If, I mean, if if, if the if the referees watch Roger VAR vibrated, hunt, <laughs> yeah. but had it vibrated, then it, we would have. Well, won you would have. Look, we, we'll never know. But when you look at it, you're not sure. It's dubious, isn't it? And we've seen some really close ones with goal line technology where it looks over, yeah. you know, famously in the Man City-Liverpool game. So yeah. it could have been one of those. It's not clear. No, you're it? right. The VAR has made us realise that you can't completely trust your eye because you often see, no. now that was definitely over the line and it wasn't, and yeah. vice versa. So, you know, so it's a bit much to say, well, we might have won the 1986 World Cup when we definitely might not have won the 1966, but who knows? Mm. We didn't and we did, if you know what I mean. Um, new Matrix-style technology will feature in the pre- Premier League coverage of the okay, future. Yeah. The, uh, Intel, the company, have installed 35 5K cameras. So you have this fully immersive Matrix-style technology where you can, you know, like you'll be in the sort of eyes of David De Gea as he's facing Harry Kane. Oh, okay. You see what spell he puts on him. Maybe. They've been doing a bit of that virtual reality mm. already. Have you not seen that? They've done a bit. They did the thing in Sky the other day with mm. Jamie Carragher in uh, Lichtsteiner's position with um, with Sterling in oh, the yeah, position no, he was in when they no, scored no. when they scored the goal. So yeah, yeah they've used a bit of they've That's used good. a bit of virtual reality already. So you get a feeling of. I haven't seen. They it. were making the point about the position he was in, maybe the position. He could have been. He should have been in the dressing room. Yeah, that's probably the. But it's a shame Arsene Wenger's retired because he could have worn Neo's long black leather coat 
Yeah, that would have been that fantastic, would look good, wouldn't it? Could <laughs> never do it up though. And, yeah, of course he wouldn't. And a new documentary will focus on the Shankly Hotel in Liverpool. Mm. And I'm hoping it features a waiter called Ron. So the, the narrating go, Ron Wheats on the table. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, it's yeah, nice. They have got a hologram, haven't they? This hologram of, <laughs> yes. of Bill Shankly. Says in the hospitality corner. is not as important as life or death. That's that's <laughs> very true. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've never been there. Gary, talking of hospitality, Gary Usher, a chef that's really causing a big sensation in the northeast. Oh, uh, yeah. He's got a lot of restaurants up there. And he's definitely a man after my own heart because uh, he takes to TripAdvisor if somebody gives him a bad review. And he takes them mm. on because he really believes in his products and what he does. Right. So these people... Uh, some diners were uh, basically criticised the restaurant, one of his restaurants, for yeah. having no customer skills hmm. after they preferred to let a group of diners walk rather than agree to their request to buy lemonade from a nearby shop to mix with a £120 bottle of red wine. <laughs> Can you imagine? But what, the thing is, what's wrong what, with these people? If that's what they want, oh, but they need to be, they've paid they their need money, to be saved they? from themselves. <laughs> You can't, he's right. He said, we were happy to go to the shop for your mate's dreadful red wine spritzer and 20 B&H. We just didn't like you, says Gary. OK, well, that's something completely different. Well, I, you know, I, I agree, though. You know, what a ridiculous well, look, thing. You know, don't order a £120 bottle of wine and, and put lemonade in it. If you, you want to order that, a £5 bottle of wine and put If lemonade. you want to do that, you've got the right to do that. Well, I wouldn't money. do that. You wouldn't do that. But 99%. you should have the right, Andy, to do that. Have you? I don't think you have. <laughs> I don't. You shouldn't be allowed out if that's what you think is <laughs> the right. You shouldn't be allowed out. I've got nowhere to go with that, really. <laughs> and uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh, okay, you got quite emotional. <clears throat> I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Good to see ex-boxer, former boxer Michael Sprott. Oh yeah, has connected with me on LinkedIn because we always used to talk about having his own radio station, Talk Sprott. Yeah, or his brother Russell, of course. <laughs> yes, exactly. Always very popular <laughs> Christmas. Marvelous. Yeah. And a butcher in uh, in Austria. Mm. Um, 15 miles from the Czech well, Michael border. Sprott's a butcher in Austria. <laughs> yes, he'd be good if he was, yeah. but he isn't. He's, uh, I don't know, I'll have to look up what he's exactly doing. But uh, wouldn't take the meat back, wouldn't you say, all these chops look <laughs> no, a bit off? It's true. Wouldn't risk it. A butcher has basically installed a vending machine that dispenses meat and dumplings. Really? Which, which is fine in the winter, mm. but uh, I can't imagine it's great in the summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maggots come out with his steak. Well, I presume yeah, it's refri- if it, if must if be refrigerated. If you, have, if you do have a sort of slow run on chops, that would be worrying. <laughs> well, it could sit there for weeks in the heat. That's yeah, very true. Apparently. Andy, um, yeah. the listeners will know that you like to take to uh, Instagram mm. and uh, find mm. weird and wonderful offers. Uh, oh, yeah. That's uh, right. On yeah. There. And you've well, they, they, they contact me. I don't really take to it. They, they basically just... They tr- they try and sell you stuff and yeah. you're mug enough to Thinking buy it. Thinking that you'd be interested in something. Well, you um, what turned up yesterday, Andy? You said one of the items turned up yesterday. That, oh, uh, the personal ordered. air conditioner finally came after I put in a bit of a complaint and uh, oh, it yeah. finally arrived. It actually looks quite good, but not this time of year, really. But hopefully in the summer. Mm. It's very small, though, mm. so it's obviously you've got to have it quite close to you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah anyway, is it, is it, it's not a fan. It's actually a personal no, air No, it's an air conditioner. You put w- cold water You've in basically it. got to put your face right in it, have you? <laughs> Probably. You've yeah. only got to wear it like a hat. And you've passed on to me. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, this one's item. good, isn't it? For yeah, you? you've passed on a dog paw cleaner. Uh, <laughs> it's beautiful. The silicone paw cleaner, it says. No more There's dirty floors or furniture. <laughs> the silicone paw cleaner will uh, gently wash dirt, mud, salt and chemicals from your pet's sensitive paws. I'm, qu- I'm, I'm tempted. I'm tempted, Andy, to see if, uh, because this is an ongoing problem. Well, I'd imagine it, it would be. And if yeah. it works, it's got to be a good thing, isn't it? 
It certainly has. Uh, Torreira, Lucas Torreira, he's had yeah. a very good season. He's a good signing for Arsenal, mm-hmm. no question. Uh, he says, though, that Arsenal deserve to qualify for the uh, Champions League. Well, only if you finish in the top four, then yeah. you do. I mean, that's how it works. Where do you get that league? from? Well, you know, it just feels that the you know the club like Arsenal should be in the Champions League. Well, yeah, well, I think so he's got a point, isn't he? Yeah, but so should a club like Manchester United. So should a club like Chelsea. So should a club like Tottenham. You mm. know, see, that's that's yeah. the beauty. He's got to rack up the points, don't you? Really, that's the key. That is the key. So uh, yeah, <laughs> we deserve to be. It's a strange thing to say, isn't it? Really. Uh, anything else? Yeah, I had some very interesting warnings on. Uh, this was brilliant. Pollution. Mm. This is pollution guidelines. This is what they suggest people should do mm. uh, to avoid pollution. So uh, use back roads, not main roads. Well, that's fair enough. Avoid rush hour where possible. You think, well, that's that's a good idea mm-hmm. because there's more traffic, so you don't want to be walking alongside. Then this bit says, walk on the side of the pavement furthest from the traffic. I mean, not going to make. First of all, it's not going to make any difference. Not a massive <laughs> amount. Like pinned to the wall as they walk along the street doesn't seem <coughs> sleep on the side of the house furthest from busy roads That's yeah not a bad well, idea. it all helps yeah i suppose so um as joe has been telling us today spurs play uh, the north london derby the, the the white smoke has appeared once again from uh, the chairman's office and uh, it, I, again i'm sort of i don't even i don't even care anymore i'm not expecting it to happen i'm kind of not expe- i think mm. we will be in there this season simply because um, they're losing money at Wembley, so even if it means three games. But there's complications around the match, it could be. Um, while I think it's Palace and Brighton are the two sides that are being talked about as mm. a possible opening. And they're both still in the FA Cup, and if they win their FA Cup ties, that would be an effort. There were FA Cup weekends around that time, so... So it would be later, but that wouldn't be. It's not going to be early, be There may end up being th- potentially three or four games, but I thought what Stephen Kelly, I'd not really thought of it like that. To hear a player's perspective on it with Jim earlier on was interesting. He's saying that they shouldn't... Well, you know, if now. they got themselves in a... Look, I'm not, I don't think this is likely to happen, but you know, it could do. They have a great run of games. They keep doing what they've been doing, and Liverpool and City slip up. They could find themselves with three games left right in the mix. I mean, funnily, Wembley's... Everyone, we all thought it would be difficult, but Wembley... Wembley's kind of working for them. It's away from home. Mm. They look a bit more iffy, yeah. I think. You know, at home, they look solid. So, And if they had to make know. a call, if, if the manager or any of the players said, look, this, I, should we want to move in for three games, Gaffer? Really? You know, we're pretty settled. I think if they're, if they're not likely to win the league, but safe in top four, then it maybe, would make sense. Maybe it makes yeah. sense. But if they, they really are going for the league, yeah, I think Stephen You do sense it'll be a business point. decision, though. Ultimately, it won't be It won't be about football, but we'll see. Mm. That's if they get in there at all, of course. See, Poch had dinner with uh, David Beckham and... Um, Weren't they just in the same restaurant the night before? I think he had dinner with Zidane, didn't he? It was only Zidane he had dinner with. Not David, because I thought Beckham might want him to mar- manage Beckham United. No, I don't think it was that. I don't think he's going to Miami. I think it was the, the night before Beckham was in there. Mm. Uh, I think he was with... Uh, uh, Hazel's assistant. Perhaps they're trying to persuade him to go to Real Madrid. Both well, he could Real just Madrid. be having dinner with a mate. Nah, football managers don't do that. <laughs> of course they have, they have a dinner with a mate. There's always something going on. We'll find out. <laughs> yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon, Paul. It's me, Andy Jacobs, uh, here on Talk Sport. And I did just now what you normally do when I had a chat with Adrian. You're doing very well working the room. Well, I was um, just saying that I know Adrian was uh, because he was in contact with Ian Crocker, who was commentating on the the Aberdeen Rangers game last night. And Mm. uh, I saw some of it. And uh, Morales was saying, What a player he looks. They're going to do well. You know, Rangers will be desperate to keep hold of him because he is some player. 
I haven't seen him, but yeah. uh, uh, he's, um, is this the one that gets sent off? Yeah, it's his yeah. fourth red. Yeah, uh, Stephen Gerrard is subsequent. Yeah. They've appealed the one last night. Uh, Adrian, I sort of beg to differ. I think he did kind of kick out the act of kicking. It was a bit unlucky. Yeah. Uh, and he didn't make the very the footage, most. Not, I've watched the footage. I've seen the incident. It's yeah. not that clear. That's the no, problem. No, that was so. the problem. But uh, yeah, uh, but he is some player. And uh, and Jermaine scored last night. Yeah. He was nice. Got Stephen Gerrard's here. Good job, isn't he? Ali so, Ross wouldn't have enjoyed it, but what are you going to do? No, no, he would have hated it. Sorry, Ali. Um, anyway, a man who's absolutely raging with the BBC who've changed their rules on football and how they televise it is uh, comedy store player, ball runner, friend of the show, Farnborough fan, Mr Andy Smart, who spotted, I note via Twitter, a loophole uh, in the system. Very good point, actually. Hello, Andy. Hello, how are you? Good, Jolly thank you, good, Andy. Thank you. Now, you, you were working last night at the Comedy Store. Obviously, yeah, yeah, I do the Comedy Store every Wednesday, every Sunday. So Wednesdays, I tend, if there's a live game, I'll tape it, and then I'll come home and watch it when I get home. And I'll yeah. do the full Bob and Terry and avoid all social media. Oh, really? And not, not know the result at all and just sit down to enjoy it. Because you're a bit and buzzed. You've done a gig, like... you can't sleep, so you're right, you're right up for exactly, a game of football yeah. at one o'clock in the morning, aren't you? Perfect, yeah. yeah. So I sat down and started watching, and it was I was enjoying it. It, was, it wasn't that exciting the game, but it was it was nice to just sit and watch some football. This was the and West then, Brom uh, West Brom Brighton, Brighton yeah. yeah, West, West Brom, Brom Brighton, Brighton. Yeah. and it got and it got to one one. Um, it's a, a really exciting last ten minutes. It, for uh, if you want to watch extra time, go, change over to BBC <laughs> Two. But I was I was like no. <laughs> <laughs> He's <laughs> brilliant. Of course, I, I, until you said it's blindingly obvious, of course, but I, I hadn't thought of it. Two hours. Yeah. Two hours. <laughs> the, the travel, I mean, not far be it for me to defend the BBC, but they are damned if they do it, damned if they don't, because yeah. the last round, they didn't yeah. switch to BBC Two, mm. and they put Theresa May's supposedly very yeah, important. Yeah. And that thing. was brilliant, because I could watch that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but they got a lot of criticism for doing it. move the news over? No, move the news to BBC. <laughs> no, but people perceive the news to be more important than Brighton versus uh, West Brom. I don't know why. <laughs> Not Andy. I know. But it's <laughs> no. true. It's true. For all those people out there that did what you did, did the likely lads, didn't know the score, you may not Thank have been alone. You know the rule of broadcasting. People can't turn from BBC One to BBC Two. It's, 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 it's a physical it's impossibility. physically impossible. You put yeah. a show on BBC Two, it gets a certain amount, like Bake Off, and you put it on BBC One, it gets ten times the, the listeners. Well, because if you put the news, news, if you put the same news programme on BBC Two, because it's highbrow, yeah. the people who would have watched it on BBC One can't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, I think oh, that's gee. technically what happened. So you you ended up just uh, watching the well, news. Just put it all, why not put it all? Yeah, why not just put it all on on the red button or something? So that then that way it just goes straight through. But you don't you don't stop it. No, it did seem a bit odd. After two hours. In the old days, you could find well, the... Brighton gym. won. I just thought I'd let you know Glenn Murray got a couple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Then I had to go on social media and find the goal. <laughs> but, yeah, you could, have phoned the, you could have phoned a commissionaire somewhere in the old days, the duty desk at two o'clock in the morning. I'd like to register oh, used, a complaint. I used to have all, those, I used to have all, their, all the email addresses for each, each um, TV yeah. company, and I used to send them off. Because when we used to do the, the, uh, the American football... <laughs> some of the, some of the uh, the logs were uh, very uh, detrimental. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, the fans loved it. <laughs> it was always a lovely thought, though. There was someone in a kind of commissionaire's uh, with a yeah, hat yeah, and yeah. a cap and the old epaulets sitting there at three o'clock in the morning yeah. saying, 
Thank you very much, Mr. Smart. I'll take. I will definitely pass that on. I will pass that on, yeah. will pass it on <laughs> to Chappers, and he will know in no certain terms how you're feeling about this. A couple, last week, I had to do. A, I was asked to do a thing for ESPN about the Super Bowl. Why I love American football so much, and uh, yeah. I mentioned working with uh, Don Shuler that we did together, the legendary oh, yeah, Miami. Yeah. But I didn't mention the iced coffee. I thought I'll leave that story out. <laughs> well, Andy, for, the, well, for was, those that was, don't know, you should tell the coffee story. There may be people, well, there may be four he, people out there who don't know this. It can't be anybody. But what happened was, uh, <laughs> the legendary Don said to me, "Yeah, so you're at this, that's not, yeah. you and Andy Smart yeah. were at the Super Bowl. You worked on the Channel Four coverage. Yeah, we were working on it together. That's 1988, Super Bowl Twenty Two, and Coach Don, because I had bleached hair and an earring. Coach Don Shooter was convinced I was gay and wouldn't sit next to me. So every time I moved my chair closer to him. He'd move away. Oh dear, man. So every time they came to me, he'd be up against the wall of the booth. It looked like I was interrogating him. <laughs> no, you also weren't able to use the, the loo for about four hours, which was a bit of a problem as well. But that's yeah. another yeah, story. It was, yeah. But Don said to me, um, he said, Oh, Don, is it? Well, you know, Don Shooter, tell us a bit of the, for those that don't follow American Don Shooter was the coach of the uh, Miami Dolphins in for the a long time, yeah. And in 1972, he had this wonderful season where they went unbeaten 14 and 0 and won the Super so this guy was a legend of the game. Yeah, he's a legend of the game. Legend. He's been coach. forced into a corner by Andy Smart there <laughs> exactly. with peroxide in the earring. And, what and it's a hot day. And he said to me, "Can I have an iced coffee?" I didn't think you were the butler or something. <laughs> well, so yeah, well, I mean, Can I have funny. an ice coffee? Well, I was, was, that was basically what he was employed to do. <laughs> yeah, right. you, you hit that spot on. Yeah. <laughs> he was basically our butler. Yeah, I was, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I wore white gloves like Ivor Spencer. It was marvellous. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the legend says to me, can I have an ice coffee? Mm. And uh, at that time... My mum lived in, in Miami, and I'd been staying with her. And she had this thing where she'd have a cup of hot coffee. Yeah. And because it was too hot, she'd put a, an ice cube in it. An ice cube in hot So coffee. I thought, this is like a local thing, an American thing. So that's exactly what I did. I ordered a hot, cup of hot, hot coffee, coffee and put an, put an ice, ice cube, cube in it. And gave it to him. <laughs> when he wanted a proper iced coffee. Yeah. You know. So what, what did he say to you, Dan? <laughs> he said to me, get out, you'll never be a butler. <laughs> what a useless butler. I hate you, butler, he exactly said. Exactly <laughs> and then, of course, on the buses, and the rest is history. That's exactly right. So, Andy, look, you're, you're, I think you're absolutely spot on. You probably weren't alone last night, and I don't mm. know what the answer is because this is this could happen again, couldn't it? Could happen again well, on yeah. TV. Yeah, I mean, I've got... it, it, yeah. well, not, not from the not from the fifth round onwards because they're no. not going to have any extra time or. Yeah, I'll just miss the penalties from now on. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> that actually would have been worse, wouldn't it, if they'd done that and then they'd gone just for the penalties. Just a quick update on Farnborough FC. How are they faring at the moment? Uh, we've had a run of wins. We've, uh, we're unbeaten for about eight. Yeah, so wow, um, I'm going down to see them on Salisbury. Yeah. yeah, there's still an outside chance we might make a playoff spot. You were postponed against the Metropolitan Police, I see, the other day. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. The snow. Poor old Kevin spent eight hours clearing the pitch on last Friday, and then it snowed all night. <laughs> oh, so he's, he had one person. Didn't have an army of volunteers. Just Kevin, the oh, no, groundsman. Yeah, Kevin and, the, and his mates. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they, they did a fantastic job. Only to have it snowed on all night. So. That's, the, that's the beauty oh. of grassroots football, or not? Yeah. Case, maybe. Andy. Um, so where can we see? We can see it at the Comedy Store again this weekend, can we? That's right. Yeah, and I've just I've just sent off another chapter of my book, so I'm. I'm 
working on that heavy at the moment. So oh, that'll be out in, uh, out in August. Yeah. Just to remind people, Andy is, is just a mine of so many stories when he's joined us in mm. the studio that he's now been uh, approached by a publisher. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> because fantastic. of your show, yeah. yeah because exactly. I told that story about the, the hitchhiking to climb Ben Nevis. Yeah, yeah that's right. Well, that'll be in the book, yeah, so yeah. we won't blow that now. Oh, that's in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, brilliant. <laughs> Cheers, Andy. Thanks very much. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks, boys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, we've got another little clip. Uh, actually, uh, for you, we heard you uh, yesterday on uh, on the station talking about Newport. I could not be happier for Newport. Yeah, and, and Michael Flynn because I, I know Michael very well, and he's he's a lovely guy. Well, you've got many great friends in the world of football. I'm sure they've all been out in numbers today, uh, <laughs> uh, saluting your fiftieth birthday. So, I just thought we might have three questions on on your very good friend Michael Flynn. <laughs> Moose and see, see. I mean, one of the things you'd know about Michael, of course, uh, is how old he is and when his birthday is because you'll be ready then to send him a card or certainly to tweet a picture of you and him saying happy birthday, my very good friend, uh, Michael Flynn. So, would you like hazard a guess or, or tell us, of course, when his birthday is? Uh, right, I would say that I would say that Flinny is. Flinny, that helps. Flinny, Flinny, Flinny. Okay. Flinny he obviously I, knows him. Yeah. I would say, I would say, Flinny's forty-one. Okay, well, I think you're off the Christmas card list because he's thirty-eight. So oh God, okay. uh, don't be saying his that. Birth, to him. I know his birthday is sometime towards Christmas time, so I would go yeah. late November. Oh no, it's it's middle of October, so oh, right. you know you're going to be a bit late <laughs> with that one. Right. Okay. Now you'll know, of course, you'll know it. You're a great friend of him, so you'll know yes. things that he did in his past life and. <laughs> When he played part-time at Newport before he joined the club full-time. And what those two jobs he had, remind us, Moose, those two jobs he did while he was a part-timer at Newport all those years ago. Can you remember? Well, we, we don't like to talk about it too much. No, I understand uh, but that, I, yeah. <laughs> I think he was, um, I think he was an electrician yeah. and a postman. Wow. He was actually a postman. Brilliant. <laughs> Obviously, well you, remembered done, that con- you remembered that conversation yes, with Flinney. And in light, of course, one of his goal scorers the other day, um, he also worked at Tesco's stacking shelves. It's obviously a route into playing for Newport. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. And of course... Yeah, Robbie Wilmot did that, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you'll know, of course, uh, the team that he managed before he managed Newport, uh, the Welsh club, with the spectacularly interesting name. Uh, it was you, a Welsh club? It was a Welsh club that he managed. Yeah, yeah he I'm played sure, for them for a mu- short while. He must have told you about, uh, about that, I'm sure. Um, Remember where the club was? That Welsh club, most Newy Cleffin Druids. <laughs> no, good no. guess, but it, it was, was un- Undy Athletic. Undy Athletic. Yeah, not oh. Undy, not Undy United. Well, the last time we spoke to him, or I just Undy. To him about- yeah. Last time I spoke to him about that, and he he told me about his time there. I just said, look, listen, mate, that was just pants. <laughs> oh yeah, Andy. he's oh, even got a gag. Fantastic. So well how are you ce- how are you celebrating being fifty today? What are you up to tonight? Uh, I've just been to see Claire Ranieri, who actually came over and wished me a happy birthday before the press conference. That's very really nice. Cla- really class of him. Yeah. Uh, I'm just out tonight with my mum and um, and my wife and my kids. So just quite excellent. We we'll have a lovely time. Yeah, have a great night, mate. Uh, thanks <laughs> thanks very, much very much for joining boys. us. Happy birthday. Uh, He's a putty thing. What a lucky guess. That was a guess. Yeah. Well done, though. One out of 
Six. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's the moose there. Uh, happy birthday to him. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's he show. Got lucky there, didn't he, wow. at the end? That was very impressive to <laughs> guess that Michael Flynn had been a postman. I mean, he was just bluffing. But of all the different yeah. jobs that there were out there, it was a pretty decent punt. Good it? guess. So that's it. Okay, we're back tomorrow from one. Uh, Eddie Batty from London Broncos, among our guests. Of course, the great John Motson's back to look ahead to the weekend's football. So until then, have a fine evening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.